The following podcast has been brought to you by Catholic Digital Resources. Visit the website catholicdr.com for downloadable parish resources. At Catholic Digital Resources, you can find faith-building bulletin inserts on the Sunday Scriptures, RCIA materials, ready-made PowerPoints for catechists, faith-sharing materials for Bible study groups and small Christian communities, and much more. Download faith formation resources and evangelization tools from Catholic Digital Resources at catholicdr.com. Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven Life's a journey full of challenges. Sometimes we get stalled. Sometimes we get sidetracked. When we walk with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit to the destination that God the Father designed for us, the results are better than we could ask for or imagine. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. Let's pray. Come Holy Spirit, fill us. Come Holy Spirit, renew us. And be with each person listening to this. Fill them. Increase in them your presence, your anointing, your gifts. Thank you, Lord. And we ask for this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you under trial? Think about the people, the circumstances, the situations that you are in right now that makes you feel like you are on trial, being judged. Do you feel misjudged? Are you being judged unfairly? Or perhaps you actually did something wrong and it is being held against you. Maybe there's somebody who is not forgiving you even though you've asked for forgiveness. Maybe you need to take the step of being someone humble enough to go seek forgiveness. But is there something going on? Think of right now the situation where you need somebody to come help you get out of being judged. You need somebody to stand up for you. You need somebody to care and say, you know what? it's going to be all right. You need somebody to speak to someone else and say, this person isn't as bad as you think he or she is. Maybe you've got somebody who refuses to believe what you say about Jesus. Maybe you are doing what Jesus asked you to do, living a Christ-centered life, living the values, the moral values of a good Christian, And the world hates you for it. There's somebody or people in your life who misjudge you because of it. You're not being like them. You're not being like the world. And they don't like you because of that. You have God as your advocate. I'm going to share with you in this podcast eight different scriptures that talk about what it means to have God as your advocate. Jesus called the Holy Spirit our advocate, but it goes deeper than that. And we're going to explore that in this podcast. But first, I'd like to share with you a story. A couple of years ago, my father, who was living with us, fell and cracked his second vertebrae in his neck and needed to go into rehab for several months. When he came out of rehab... He was too weak 
to come home again and we needed to find nursing care where we could still give him our time and attention but he would get good care better care than he could get at home just as Medicare was saying we're not paying anymore he needs to leave this rehab center the Lord opened up a bed for him in a nursing home a, a, a six resident home two miles from our house just two miles I mean it was perfect timing and it was awesome we knew God was working on the family's behalf to make this happen a couple years later now coming up to the present time my father ended up back in the hospital because he had an infection and when it was time to be discharged from the hospital he needed to go into rehab now he is weaker than he was before he went into the hospital and the place that had been taking care of him two miles from our house could no longer handle his level of care that was needed so the hospital sent him to a rehab center that is a place that we've been hoping that my dad would eventually end up in for long-term skilled nursing care a place where he could get better care than he was getting as his needs increased he'd been on a waiting list for this particular nursing home it was the best one in the area and we had toured it and everything like that and and he'd been on the waiting list for over a year that's how it is with these places and now he was put into the rehab wing of this nursing home our hope was that he would be able to be moved from the rehab wing to the long-term skilled nursing wing he was in the rehab wing for three weeks when the decision was made by the physical therapist that he is too weak to benefit from more physical therapy and the administration of this nursing home said he's got to leave you've got to find another place there is no bed open in the long-term skilled nursing section of the place I said can he stay right there in the rehab bed until the bed opens up for him in the long-term skilled nursing section and they said no he's got to get out this weekend you know they told us at the beginning of the week that Saturday he was going to be discharged so I went scrambling looking for another place as close to home as possible that would take decent care of him now there wasn't any place that was quite as nice as where he was now but we found a place and so the wheels were set in motion for him to be transferred to this other nursing home meanwhile I'd been covering all of this in prayer of course I'd been saying Lord please please be my advocate and help convince those people in charge to let him stay where he's at and I was extremely frustrated that there seemed to be no divine intervention to help my father stay there well the story doesn't end when everything seems to be lost remember that my friend the story does not end 
when it seems like you are losing the trial. At the last minute, we got a phone call from the county ombudsman. An ombudsman is an advocate, a volunteer who stands up for, in this case, the elderly. She receives the paperwork whenever someone is discharged from a nursing home. Something in her made her take a closer look at the paperwork. And we know who that something is, right? She wondered why this nursing home patient was being transferred from one nursing home to another. So she contacted us and said, why is this happening? Do you really want him to move to another nursing home? What's going on here? Was he mistreated at the place that he's leaving? So we explained the situation to her. She immediately called up the director of social work at the nursing home and said, state law says that he does not have to leave if the family and the patient himself wants to stay. And then she called us back and told us how to appeal his discharge. We did not know we had an ombudsman to go to. We did not know there was an advocate that we could go to who would represent us and represent my dad to help him stay in the place that really is best for him. But the Lord had her call us. The Lord's hand is at work again because ultimately it is the Lord who is our advocate, our ombudsman. Let's look at what the Bible says about how God is our advocate. We're going to start with the story about David who was going to become king but was not yet king and he was serving King Saul. King Saul realized that David was actually a better man than he was, would make a better king than he was, and felt threatened by David. So this is in the first book of Samuel, chapter 24. King Saul is pursuing David to kill him. And David has the opportunity to say to King Saul, I have not wronged you. This is in verse 11. I have not wronged you, but you've been hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me, but my hand will not touch you. He is my advocate, and he will rescue me from your power. That was verse 15. that says, He is my advocate. He will rescue me. You see what's happening here? David is relying on God to be his advocate. What do we normally do? We become defensive. We are judged and we defend ourselves. We try to explain why the person who is accusing us is wrong or we try to make excuses for what we did that was wrong. We try to justify what we've done. Somehow or other we defend ourselves. But that is not the holy way that is not how to be like Christ. Remember, when Jesus was on trial, he did not defend himself. Yes, he was destined to go to the cross. But there were other times when he was put on trial. There were other times when he was accused, falsely accused. 
other times when they tried to kill him. And rather than defend himself, he said, the Holy Spirit testifies about me. And he just walked away. There were times when they tried to kill him and he just disappeared. He, he just disappeared through the crowd, whatever. I don't know where he disappeared, how he did it. But he wasn't there anymore. He just walked away from the accusations. And here's what David is doing as well. He is saying, He is my advocate. He will rescue me. My hand will not touch you. I have the opportunity, King Saul, to kill you. But, and that's what's happening in chapter 24 of 1 Samuel, but I won't kill you because that is up to God. God is the judge. God is the one to sentence you, in effect, is what he's saying. This is what we need to remember when we feel defensive. We need to shut our mouths and pray, Come Holy Spirit and be my advocate. Take over this situation, Lord. Come to my defense. Sometimes we get tired of waiting for God to come to our defense, though, don't we? This is a test for us to grow stronger in trusting the Lord. And God wants us to learn that it's not the other person's opinion of us that matters anyways. It's only God's opinion of us that matters. We get defensive when we care about the other person's opinion about us. We need to get our eyes off of that other person and stop letting them have that kind of control over our emotions. Instead, turn our eyes on God and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about me? We need to have the kind of prayer life where we can hear God's answer to that because it's only God's opinion of us that really matters. And when God seems to be delaying his coming to our rescue. It's because he's waiting for us to turn towards him and away from wanting that other person to like us, to approve of us, to judge us as good and worthy and, and um, okay. Judge us as being okay. It's only God's opinion of us that really matters and that's what God wants us to learn. The second scripture I would like to share with you is from Job, the book of Job. In chapter 16, verses 19 and 20, here Job has been accused by the friends who are saying, all these bad things have happened to you because God has deemed you a sinner. He's punishing you. You don't deserve anything good. And Job comes back with, he tells them, even now my witness is in heaven. You're wrong, but my witness about whether you are wrong or right, the witness about who I really am and what my motives really are, is in heaven. My advocate is on high, he says. My friends are my scoffers as my eyes pour out tears to God. He is relying, you see, on God to be his advocate. He is saying in these two verses that it doesn't matter what his scoffers, his friends as scoffers, think about him. It's only what God thinks about him that matters to Job. 
Let's look at what Psalm 68 says about God as our advocate. In verses 5 and 6, it says that God is a father of the fatherless, a defender of the widows. God settles the lonely in families. He leads the prisoners out to prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a sun-scorched land. As our advocate, he is a father of the fatherless, a defender of the widows. This is an example. This is an illustration of what the psalmist is trying to describe as God being our advocate. Now notice it's saying father of the fatherless. This is talking about God the Father because in the Old Testament, the Father was the dominant person of the Holy Trinity who was on earth. The Father was the one who was leading the Israelites into the promised land, leading the Israelites into a covenant relationship with him. Jesus had not come yet. The Holy Spirit and Jesus already existed, and the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the Old Testament. But the dominant person of the Holy Trinity who was interacting with humans during that time was the Father. A lot of us have a problem understanding God the Father as our advocate standing up for us because we have had imperfect relationships with human fathers and other authority figures. Our human fathers have imperfectly loved us, have let us down, in some families has abandoned us. Maybe you experienced a dad who was not there for you when a bully at school made your life difficult. We all have had imperfect fathers. Even the best of the fathers were imperfect. So we have difficulty understanding God the Father's wonderful advocacy for us. If this is the case with you, then spend some time focusing on who God the Father really, really is and separating in your thoughts human fathers with their imperfections from God the Father who loves you perfectly, completely, unconditionally, no matter what you've done and will even stand up for you even though you are a sinner. In the first letter of John, chapter 2, and I'll be reading from the first two verses of it, the writer of this letter is saying, I am writing these things to you, these things about how to live the holy life, to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate before the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. In other words, my friend, even while we are sinners, even though we sin, even before we go to confession and ask God to forgive us of these sins, Jesus is our advocate before the Father. Jesus, who was sent by God the Father to be our advocate, died taking our sins upon himself on the cross, even the sins we have not yet confessed. Therefore, Jesus is saying to the Father, don't condemn this friend of mine. Don't sentence this person to the punishment they deserve. 
because I have taken their punishment already for them. That's how much Jesus cares. Yes, we still need to go to confession. We still need to ask God for forgiveness because that's how we are set free from the sin. That's how we grow in holiness. That's how we overcome the sinful tendencies. But when God looks at us, God the Father looks at us, He sees what is good in us. He sees what is holy because He is looking at us through the cross of Christ. Jesus is between us and the Father, and God the Father is looking at us through what Jesus did for us, and He sees us as the beautiful children that He created, that He designed us to be. He sees us as good. Remember in Genesis, He created everything and said, including humans, and He said, This is good. He says that about you. This is good. You are good. And that's what he sees when he looks at you. That's what it means for Jesus to be your advocate. Then Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit to be our advocate. In the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Remember, Jesus was our advocate. And then he says, I am sending you another advocate. I'm asking the Father, and of course, he's going to give this. He's going to answer my prayer, Jesus is saying. He says, he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. He calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot receive him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Anybody, my friend, who is misjudging you because you are a Christian, because you are living by Christian values, you are living the way Christ wants you to live, you are imitating Christ. Anybody who hates you for that, misjudges you for that, does not know the Holy Spirit, does not have the spirit of truth in them. But, Jesus says, in verse 17, you do know him, for he abides with you and will be in you. And then in the next chapter of John, chapter 15, verses 25 and 26, Jesus talks about the same idea about being hated by the world. He goes, they hated me without reason. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father, he explains, he will testify about me. He's talking about how this Holy Spirit helps people who listen to the Holy Spirit, who want to know the truth, how they discover who Jesus really is and what he is really saying and why what he is saying is good and why we want to imitate him and why we want to follow him. And why he gets us to heaven. And it is only through this that we get to heaven as well. In chapter 14, going back to chapter 14 in the Gospel of John. Verse 26 now. Jesus describes the advocate, the Holy Spirit. He goes, whom the Father will send in my name. Will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have told you. So he's saying here that I will ask the Father to give you the Holy Spirit. The Father will give you the Holy Spirit. And he will teach you 
everything you need to know and remind you of everything I have told you. That's in verse 26. As part of the job of being our advocate, the Holy Spirit helps us to remember what is good in us, to remember how God the Father sees us, so that we are not so bothered anymore by the people who misjudge us. And the Holy Spirit gives us the words, that's, Jesus also mentions that elsewhere in Scripture, gives us the words to speak when it is time to come to our defense. When it is time, as the Holy Spirit anoints the time and says, now speak up and here's what to say. In the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 7, he says, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. It is for your benefit that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. See, what's happening here is he's telling his disciples that he is not going to be with them in body forever. You know, he is going away. He ascends to heaven after his resurrection. But he does it so that he could send the Holy Spirit down to us. See, originally, the Father, God the Father, was the one who interacted mostly with humans. And then it was Jesus. And now it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what activates our faith. The Holy Spirit is what enables us to live the way Jesus tells us to live. The Holy Spirit is our advocate defending us to the people around us. If they don't have an openness to what the Holy Spirit is telling them, they're not going to hear the truth. But when we focus on what God says about us, we can live with their misjudgments. It does not need to ruin our joy. It does not need to stress us out. It does not need to steal our peace. I'm going to end this with another story from my own life to show how this works. Many years ago, I got a job as adult education coordinator in my parish. There was a woman there who was one of the secretaries, and she got the idea somehow that I was coming on board to take her job. Now, of course, I didn't give any clue that that's what I had in mind because it was not anything I had in mind. I was not interested in being a secretary. I don't have those gifts. I don't have the gifts that this person had. I was called and gifted to be the adult education coordinator. When I was first on staff, she did not like me because she was misjudging me. But she had the Holy Spirit in her and she prayed about her feelings towards me. And the Holy Spirit told her, no, Terry is not after your job. Because of this, her whole attitude changed towards me. I did not know there was a problem. I did not know I was on trial there. I did not know she had misjudged me until long afterwards, after we had become friends. She told me, you know, at the beginning, and she told me what happened. 
So the Holy Spirit came to my aid. He was my advocate without me even knowing I needed to ask him to be so. This is how much God loves you too. Rely on the Holy Spirit to be your advocate in every situation, every trial. And now let's pray that the Holy Spirit will become even more active in your life than he has been so far. Pray this with me. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. Come Holy Spirit, renew me. Come Holy Spirit, help me to really become aware of the ways that you are advocating for me. Come Holy Spirit, help me to turn to you when I feel misjudged, when I feel I'm on trial. Come Holy Spirit, help me to come alive in knowing how much you really care, how much God the Father cares, how much Jesus Christ cares. Thank you. You have my permission to change me, Holy Spirit. Come renew me. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.